Welcome to the England Rugby Pod. Thanks for downloading episode 142. With just three changes to the starting 15 and another three on the bench, England are sticking with their formula from last week. Can they upset the Welsh again in Cardiff? You're listening to the England Rugby Pod, the rugby podcast that leaves England will win the World Cup in 2019. Hey guys, welcome back. Bit of a surprise episode. Uh, we weren't we weren't planning to do this, but uh, obviously with Dan being away this weekend, we thought we'd uh, come and have a chat with you. And the team's just been announced, so you know, I'm joined as always by Dan. Hello, mate. How are we doing? Uh, yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. So um, we've got um, we've we've got a suitable replacement, I believe, for oh, Saturday. Very suitable, mate. You know, you, you want to be crossing your fingers. You hope it doesn't go too well. Well, so, so it's Budgie Jointed, isn't it, who um, has been one of the listeners. And I believe he was from Eastbourne Rugby Club. Is that right? Uh, I think that's right. Yeah, he, I think he, so he's reached out to us before. I believe, yeah, last time I think he um, he messaged us. He uh, he wasn't sure he wanted us to reveal his true identity. So we'll see if he wants to do that uh, on Saturday. But yeah, he, uh, I think he had a few things to say about East Grinstead, didn't he? Yeah, it was because I played at East Grimstead for a bit and we used to play, well, when I say we used to play against Eastbourne, I think Eastbourne first were in the same league as our thirds, but an East Grimstead so team... You, so you used to play against Eastbourne? <laughs> I, I I wouldn't go down there, but I remember actually we uh, at the county trials, a couple of Eastbourne guys turned up. We're like, all right, lads, you lost or something. And in fairness... Were you in the, doing oranges? Yeah, in the Camps Championship, I remember in the quarterfinals, we were playing against uh, Gloucestershire and it was a really tight game. And unfortunately, none of the Eastbourne boys had made the team squad or wider squad. But on the day, I believe we were playing at Brighton and I've got to big up uh, Eastbourne Rugby Club here because during the stoppages, they ran on, and I'm pretty sure it was them, the way they ran on those water bottles was absolutely amazing. Sometimes they went on the right pitch and I remember at least two occasions there was actually water in them as well. Nice. So, yeah. uh, always useful. So, yeah, they were good. Um, I think the reason I'm mugging him off, I actually saw his picture and I'm just pissed off that he's more stacked than me and better looking than me. So, uh, just pretty have, much have... that pretty much sums up most members of most the, uh... film stars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> them too. Uh, either way, Badgie, thanks a lot for, uh, Join in, mate. We'll uh, leave it up to you if you want to reveal your identity or not. But um, thanks a lot. And uh, yeah, looking for, well, I won't be there, but um, I know Andy's looking forward to it, mate. I've seen the picture. He's stacked. Don't piss him off. But let's get to the team. <laughs> Budgie, apologies. Uh, that gets like this. Um, yeah, so well, before we before we talk about the squad, and there have been a few changes, uh, and it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a definitely an interesting one. Um, we've had a couple of other people reaching out um who, who uh, i had it right here a minute ago uh, percy diter has uh, messaged us to say hey guys uh, i would give you a five star rating uh no i would give you a five star rating and think daily is better than watson and i can see why eddie chose to leave cipriani but only because he's taking all those back three players which i wouldn't uh, and i'm loving joe marler on rising suns so short and sweet, um, but uh, we'll take the five stars, even if there's no evidence of it on iTunes, uh, and we really appreciate I, uh, that. Yeah, I appreciate it, and I agree with him with uh, Joe Muller and Rising Suns as well. He's hilarious. <laughs> and and what what uh, Daily Watson? 
Uh, well, he's agreeing I, with you, I suppose, isn't he? I mean, yeah, he's agreeing with me. I've said daily. I, I think both. Are it's a tough. Yeah, it's players. a. T- it was a tough question to pose because these are two really quality players, and it's not about saying one is good and one isn't good. It's uh, it, the question really was just you know if you know you had a gun to your head, you could only have one of them. Which one is the uh, is is the one you need? So yeah, he's he's agreeing with you. He's saying daily. I, I think personally, I'll go Watson, but um, yeah. You, it's a close call for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, pr- really appreciate you reaching out and uh, and thanks for the uh, thanks for the five stars. Yeah, thank you. Um, now we also had a message uh, from Will Truscott on Facebook, and he says, uh, "Great having this back. Uh, don't know where you've been, Will. <laughs> this hasn't gone anywhere." Um, <laughs> On the next session, can you guys discuss thoughts on our group and how we feel about the teams that we've got and also discuss thoughts on how a red card could end up deciding the World Cup given the increased scrutiny towards tackling? So we're not going to... I mean, we won't go into the whole group today because, frankly, we we haven't planned for it. Um, but Dan, yeah, the, the, the whole kind of red card debate, do we... Is, is there a worry I, I think I think that's a really good point. I think that's a really valuable point. You look at uh, All Blacks against the Aussies. The All Blacks are awesome, but fourteen men are going to struggle. Um, it could it could massively be a factor. Yeah, but but you know I I find it when when I hear these sorts of things I find it difficult because yes it could be a major factor and, and I hope I'm not eating my words and, and I'm joining the ranks of people screaming and shouting about how it's ruined the match but you know it applies to both sides so it's about whether the referee you know has a a way of viewing the game communicates that to the players beforehand and then you know sort of you know deals it out equally on both sides because you know let's be honest it's not like it's you know it's not like every single game people are putting in high tackles and only occasionally the referees are going I'm giving that one a red like do you, do you know what oh, I mean? Yeah, it's, it's, it's on an even keel. Like, absolutely. I, so, there's so no... therefore, can you say that a red card could def- defi- decide the World Cup? I don't think well, so. Well, so, so I, I think his point is, I, I don't think he's saying that someone is more likely to get red or not. He's saying that, say, England, New Zealand final, if one of those teams got a red card for a innocuous challenge with, with no malice, that could go a long way to deciding... The final yeah, absolutely could do, but you know, so so could you know an interception try or a, a you know an overthrown line out. So I agree. Like, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm just playing devil's advocate a little bit for the purposes of this conversation. But I don't know. I feel like you you, you know you've got to make a decision and, and then stick by it. There's no point in in the laws being tweaked and changed and adjusted and then have referees be told. But you know, just you, you decide. Because then you I, might as well I, I, not change the laws at all and just let the referees decide. At some point, you have to draw a line and say, "Look, it might seem innocuous to you guys, or it might seem innocuous to you guys, but this is the the rules of the game, and you know that is a red card." And bottom line is, if you hadn't done that, you wouldn't be going off the pitch. Yeah, I, I uh, mate, I, I completely get what you know, and, and everyone knows the laws now. There's no surprise. It's. I mean, did you it see is. the? Did you? I mean, obviously, this has all come about again, and it never really goes away. But because of the the red card in the uh, New Zealand game, did you see the incident? It was a red card. Was there any question? No, I, no, I, not I don't really mind. know what people are 
are screaming and shouting about. I mean, he 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 went into the ruck with his shoulder. Now, and you know, I know that people will say, "Oh God, an England fan complaining about that." What about Farrell? And you know, maybe Farrell, what what he did, what he's done in the past, wouldn't fly now. And that's something that we perhaps need to be concerned about. But equally, you know, there's nothing we can do about it until until the games happen and we see. Well, we can't do anything about it then either. But I don't know. I just. I think you do have to draw a line and say, you know, the referee will make a decision, and inevitably, one side won't be happy about it, and that's the way that's the way things are. Yeah, and that and that is, and I I think maybe the point where I'm I'm kind of with will I like understand ways because I think one of the points is it um it it's now sometimes you can get a red card for a genuine. Accent, whereas I think previously that may not have been the case. It it can be a completely unintentional tackle because maybe you miss time. I mean, they are the rules, but well, okay, I think, so I, I, I think I, red I, cards historically have been harder to get. Well, they ha- they absolutely have been, and that was the fourth the fourth red card ever given to a to a, a Kiwi in a Test match. Shut the front door, seriously. Yeah, apparently. So, so yeah, they've definitely been harder to get, but that doesn't necessarily mean <laughs> the Kiwis notoriously used to cheat like anything. You know, it was always about well, they know they know where the line is and they know how to just cross it without getting caught, and and they knew all the tricks and you know, bash it. I'd argue that's great rugby, though. Well, yeah, you, and you may you may well be right, but um, yeah, I just think teams have to be more careful. I mean, you talk about you can accidentally. I mean, how do you accidentally drop a shoulder like it, into someone's it, it, chin? How do you accidentally it, take someone out? If you shoulder and then somebody suddenly ducks into a tackle. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I know what you mean, but that's not what happened on Saturday. No, no, no. On Saturday, a hundred percent, it you know, was a red card. He, and, he didn't. And he, he didn't even. It didn't even cross his mind that that wrapping his arms would be useful. He just put his shoulder down and went and ran into the guy to try and bulldoze him. But like the the Owen Farrell tackle in the England South Africa match. That was a hundred percent a red card, but the South African guy got away with it. So yeah, you know, exactly. Lucky for I them. I mean, to be fair, and and you know, we are the England rugby pod, and we <laughs> so so there are some certain coloured glasses that we wear at all times. But you know, Owen Farrell in that, you know, that, that he, was that would he, never be the red or a he, card. He yes, he tried to use it. You know, he tried to use his shoulder because you know it's one of the harder parts of your body to to try and knock someone backwards but he also tried to wrap i mean he tried to kind of use both at the same time and and unfortunately he was taking on a guy twice the size of him who basically bounced him off whilst also being bounced himself so it's slightly different had owen farrell literally put down his shoulder and and charged him like a like a rhino which is basically what happened on saturday then it's a slightly different story so that's that's my take on it um i think i, I yeah I, I hear what he's saying. I really hope it doesn't come down to, you know, a decision, you know, where where the majority of the rugby world are going, scratching their heads and going, "What are you on about?" Um, I think if it's a if it's a situation where one side is going 100% that's red and another side's going 100% it's not, well, that's just rugby, and that happens in every game with pretty much every decision. Um, but yeah, I hope it's not one where the rest of the rugby world is going, what's he on about? And it's purely the referee that's that's cocked up. But then that's down to, you know, the ref and hopefully World Rugby have picked a, a, a decent selection. Um, they know the game and, and I don't know. Yeah, you want you want referees who can use a little bit of common sense as well as 
following the rules, obviously. Um, and I think as much as anything, it's just about being clear beforehand. You know, yeah. you t- they talk to the players. You just say to them, listen, you've been warned. This is something that we're actively looking at. If you do it, you know, there's there's a real danger that you get sent off. So just don't do it. I, I also feel that uh, looking at the referees going to the World Cup, which was announced a while ago now, but I think they're all brilliant referees. I don't think a referee, like everyone makes a mistake, but I think the referees at the World Cup are top quality. So I don't think it, there's a danger or, or you, you know, on a day anything can happen. But I don't think that's something that's a major concern because I think the referees genuinely are top quality. I actually truly believe. Rugby referees are the best referees in the world from any sport. Interesting. Um, anyway, we'll move on. But uh, yeah, Will, thank you for, for reaching out. Um, definitely a, a question that's clearly created a divide already in, just in this camp, but uh, one that will no doubt rear its ugly head throughout the, the, the competition because I think you're right. There, there will definitely be some, uh, some decisions that people won't agree with. Um, let's just hope that they don't end up being... Um, you know, results changes um, unless unless they're obviously deserved. Because that's yeah, the other thing. Can... Let's not forget. You know, getting a red card, yeah, that can change a game, but that can also be entirely on the player, not the not the referee for giving it. I, yeah, and it's hard to know because if I'm watching England Wales and if Alan Wynne Jones does a great tackle round the ankles, hundred percent, I'm red. still calling him a cheating bastard. Yeah, hundred percent so. red, mate. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so moving on, um, rugby fan four five six seven says loving the consistent uploads five stars. He says, "Hey guys, thoroughly enjoy listening to you every week. Would be interested to see what players you'd pick in a fantasy team for this year's World Cup." FYI, World Rugby uploaded. Oh, f- oh you'll like this one, Dap. So, so actually, I'll come on to this a second half of his comment in a minute. Um, I, I Good think that's a great, great shout. Again, not going to do it today. We need to do some research. But that is definitely that has a midweek episode written all over it, um, and one in the not too distant future because obviously we want to get that out before the competition starts. So we will definitely look to do that because that uh, maybe we'll do that in the week off because there's a we've I think we've got Wales, Ireland a week off and then Italy, haven't we? Yeah. So that would be a great one to do that midweek um, week off. So uh, thanks for that. That's a great suggestion. Um, but you'll like this, Dan, if, if you weren't already aware. He says, uh, FYI. World Rugby have uploaded a full match commentary on the 2003 World Cup final with Martin Johnson and Lawrence Delalio on YouTube. He'd highly recommend it. Made made him even more excited for Japan. Keep up the good work. Can we can we uh, finish this quickly? I have uh... <laughs> got, got got a YouTube video to watch. Uh, oh, uh, work have just called me in. Yeah, how weird, uh, mate. That's awesome. Does sound, Mate, I'm, not, I'm not convinced that Martin who, who, Johnson, who was that? Sorry, sorry, I didn't catch your name. Who was it? Who's rug, sent that review? As well, rugby fan four five six seven. So, rugby fan four five six seven. You're now my new best friend. I'm just updating my Facebook status. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that sounds awesome. We'll definitely need to check that out. Uh, maybe it's some interesting sound bites that we can uh, uh, steal. I mean, borrow. <laughs> um, so cool, yeah, and, and yeah, obviously, thank you hugely for those five stars. Really appreciate that. And our old friend Wade is back. Yes, I love Wade. Wade's grown on me. <clears throat> Wade says, well, his title is Oh, Eddie, 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 ooh, five stars. I'm sure there's meant to be some sort of uh, rhythm or tune to that, but I, I'm not getting it. He says, dear hinge and bracket, 
You are in fine form with some great material being produced, cheerleading beyond belief. Eddie yes. has, as always, gone for the controversialist and non-logical selection approach. On the other hand, get back in the attic, the mad uncle, look at this alternative. Good, Ashton, Daly, Rocco Dagooney, Ben, Teo, Brad Barrett, Cipriani, Simpson, Don Armand, Don Brandt, <coughs> Curry Jr., Atwood, Yules, Nick Shona, Dylan Hartley, Harry Williams. I'm guessing he's lots of quality not even considered. Oh. <coughs> not all are fit in this team. Um, I've looked over uh, or not picked, well, have been looked over or not picked, but can we afford to leave this quality on the top shelf? Uh, because Eddie hasn't taken his pills. Please discuss and keep it up. So I, I, I have to disagree completely. I think. So, so all I'd all I'd say, Wade, like I, I get where you're coming from because some of the quality you've left behind, we've left behind, is like, how the hell have we left them behind? But then I look at who's in their place. I'm like, I get it. So, what what I'd say with those players, who are you replacing? <laughs> who are they coming in instead of? So, well, let, let, I mean, Dylan Hartley, arguably, seems to be, he's been injured so long, but he's certainly not taking Jamie George's place. Um, yeah, let's start starting at the beginning. Good, we've discussed on many an occasion. <clears throat> it's it's obviously <laughs> disappointing, but you know we've already got what I think is one too many back five players, and you know we're going to find out uh, this weekend uh, what McConaughey's all about, but. Um, you know they're all quality, so I can't see who you drop. Uh, Ashton, well, he made him, he took himself out of contention. Daly, he's been selected, he's in there. Uh, Rocco Dagooney, well, we haven't seen him in an England shirt for a long time, and you can't have everybody. Uh, I, I I think the current wing is uh, uh, better than Rocco Dagooney. Yeah, I, I Rocco Dagooney's awesome. Ben Ben Tio starting fights with his teammates, it's never going to get you very far. Um, and so is that, is that is that uncommon though? A group of alpha males out on the piss? I, I I feel like that might have been an excuse. Maybe, maybe it was an excuse. Maybe it was an excuse. I, I'm not convinced Bentio has been in brilliant form for England anyway. We've we've discussed this Agreed. before. I, I think he he does he certainly hasn't had the same impact for England that he had for the Lions. Would would you have him over Pierce Francis though? Yeah. One will wait. But but and, and you know and, and I and I did have him down as. I, you know, I, I thought he would be selected uh, yes, as, a, as a sort of like-for-like like replacement for uh, Manu, but um, but that didn't happen. Uh, Brad Barrett, yeah, I mean, look, we've talked about it. You know, he's got the heart, but, you know, may, maybe he is a club player now. You know, he's, he's, he's getting on a bit. Cipriani, we've obviously discussed at length. Um, Simpson, who's that? Uh, Joe Simpson, oh, scrum Joe, Joe, uh, Well, okay, you, again, you can only take so many scrum halves, and we've already left out some quality ones, but we've got two quality scrum halves already. I probably would be thinking, do we need a third? Um, but again, you know, I, I'm not, so I'm not going to point the finger and say he's gone mad because Hines looked awesome last weekend. We'll see if that continues this weekend. And obviously, you've got Ben Youngs, Don Armand, Don Armand, we've discussed. Don Brandt, you know, he's young, he's new, he's he's kind of he was he was there or thereabouts, um, not quite. Just, just not quite ready, I suspect. And the same with Curry Junior. We're calling him. They're twins, I thought, but maybe he's the one that's thirty seconds younger. Um, he's the one the parents at the moment are loving slightly less. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. Um, but you know, he, he he will have his chance. You know, he's going to be the. He and his brother will end up being six and seven for England. It's just not on this particular World Cup run. Um, 
but you know that that's that that's not going to take long. Atwood, Yules, well, Yules had his had his shot. We've got the Austin Force on the head of Yules, so he's always going to struggle. Um, Dylan Hartley, as you just mentioned, we've talked about him at length. I would have liked to have had him there. I potentially. I, I would don't have, think he's earned it. But but I think yeah, in terms of his his quality as a player, it's just not quite been there. Harry Williams just missed out um, to a winger. <laughs> Prop missing out to a winger. Yeah, I. I'm again, you know, a lot a good few of these guys are the next name on the team sheet in the event of an injury, which is very possible. So I think yeah, it's 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 a. I think actually, Wade, what you've done here is you've simply highlighted it, the quality that exists in English rugby. If if all of these guys were going, I would actually feel like we weren't as strong as we're, as I feel like we are. Yeah, and um, yeah, I was going to say, Wade, I, I feel sorry for you because how are we never going to turn this around to make it a positive for England rugby? That's <laughs> that's our job. Um, but I, I I get where he's coming from, but equally, I'm kind of on your camp because I. We've left some amazing players behind, but you can only take yeah, 31. We, we talked about and... it last week. You can only take 31, exactly. You, you, you're always going to leave quality players behind. And the more of them you leave behind, the better you are, probably, as a as a team, as a nation, because it just goes to show how much strength and depth exists. Um, so, yeah, I, I, you know, it's easy to it's easy to kind of highlight those that didn't get a shout and and say, well, how can you do this? But... It's a bit like people in politics saying this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, but not having a, a an alternative solution. Um, you know, it's you, you, come back to us with that list and who they would replace. Then we've got something to consider, Wade. How's so, that? so I, I keep guessing what Wade does for a job. I think I said consultant to start with. Yeah, he didn't HR. Like I think he's in medicine. Do you? Yeah. Interesting. Why? I I don't know. I just I think he might be a doctor. Interesting. Wade, are you a doctor? Let us know, Wade. You keep teasing. It has absolutely no relevance. I'm just intrigued for some weird reason. Or a JCB driver. No, I, I think Wade. I think Wade is definitely a, a Chino's man. Chino's. I think. I think. I think he's always immaculately turned out. I think he's probably quite charming face to face. I think he's a doctor. I've got it. All right, Wade. Well, you know, if you are a doctor, Dan's probably stalking you. Um, if you're not, which is probably more likely, uh, let us know what you do do, and also let us know who these players would replace. Um, or, or if I've just completely mis- misunderstood your uh, your comment and you weren't complaining, you were highlighting exactly what we've just spent the last ten minutes talking about. In which case, fair play. Um, but anyway, yeah, some some nice reviews there. Really appreciate those guys. Um, Dan, shall we crack on with discussing the team? Because um, yeah, another big game on Saturday and we're down in Cardiff. So, Akers, thoughts? Didn't I just ask you that? No, you said let's crack on with discussing the team. Okay, good good, so uh, I, good diversion tactic. So you've not I, you've not looked at the team, that's what you're telling me. No, 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 I, I have looked at the team and I've looked at it and you, you and okay, me yeah. have already discussed this, obviously. We, we, you called me and we chatted it. Um, okay. So first of all, the the, the changes, um, yeah. obviously through injury, uh, Curry is having a few a few weeks rest. So um, Itoje, uh, Itoje, so Laws is coming straight in as a replacement for him. Uh, so you're gonna have Laws, Ludlam, Vunapola. We kind of wanted to see Billy being rested. They're not going down that route. Um, hopefully that doesn't 
Do you know what? No, I don't like saying hopefully that doesn't come back to bite us because I think all these players, they need to be able to play these games. There's no point saying it's ridiculous having warm-up matches and risking injuries. There's injuries, you know, you're at risk of injuries in training now with how intense training is. So why not get them the game time at, at the top level? So, yeah. Laws, Ludlam, Funapola at the back, strong. Um, Laws, would you have Laws at six? Would I have Laws I at guess, six? I guess that's injury... Yeah, well, this is this is it because don't forget, uh, you've got. I mean, Ludlam's playing seven, but he is he's. You mentioned last week, didn't you? He's kind of across the back, so he presumably is more of a six ordinarily. But given the fact that our two specialist sevens are both temporarily injured, we're, we're playing six and a halves. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it's a difficult one. Laws is because Laws I, had I, a couple of little. Things that resulted in penalties, you kind of have that you, you feel like, ah, oh, do we want to go down that route? But he's such an impactful player um, that I think, yeah, fair enough. And with the quality we've got in the second row, um, you know, we've got Toje and Launchbury starting, Cruz on the bench. So that's yeah, that's pretty awesome. I'm, I'm never angry when Big Goose is on the pitch. So, <laughs> so yeah, Laws six, fine with that. Ludlam, more tears, please. Billy, just keep being Billy. Uh, strong back row. As I say, Launchbury, Toji in the second row. Always happy with two of our awesome foursome. Um, I think Launchbury is just, you know, we've said it many times before, but he's such a solid player. Um, doesn't really get things wrong. Um, and I think, you know, a, a silent leader, if that's such a thing. Um, and then up front, uh, Genge, Cowan, Dickie, Cole start again. But this I time, quite like that. Yeah, but this time George gets a, 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 his chance off the bench. Not his chance. Obviously, he's the his first choice. But you've got George, Marler, Sinclair, um, which, you know, not that long ago would have been our first choice front row. It's, you know, when Marler and Mako... It's weird that you've got two hookers on the bench, isn't it? George and Singleton. Oh, yes. I didn't... I hadn't spotted that. That is interesting. I wonder whether one of them... I wonder one of, whether one of them plays prop. No, well, I don't know enough about Singleton. George won't. Well, why else would you have two hookers on the bench? Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, well, no, because you've already got your two props, Marla and Singleton. Oh, yeah. So maybe Singleton's—they're looking as a back row cover. Wow, prop slash back row. Or maybe they think. Singleton is maybe it's a typo. That's really odd. If anyone's listening, if anyone's listening, of course you're listening. (laughs) Of those that are listening, if anyone knows what the hell he's got two hookers on the bench for, um, please let us know ASAP, and uh, and I can discuss that with Budgie on Saturday. Um, Because yeah, that's that's bizarre. Uh, I'm gonna try and do some research into that and find out what that's all about. Um, But yeah, Marla Sinclair George. Strong front row options there. Cruzo, obviously, another one of the awesome foursome. Um, Youngs. So yeah. So so then you've got uh, Willie Hines starting again. So we talked about. In fact, no, you said you wanted to see him start again, didn't you? Yeah. No, I'm I'm happy he's starting again. So yeah. So Willie Hines is getting another start, and I guess you know it's important to get give some, particularly the the guys with less caps like Ludlam, like Hines, um, just give them you know the extra caps between now and the start. You know, even if that is only three or four of them, 
Um, I just, yeah, really looking forward to seeing another uh, another game, a bit like the one last weekend. Just, you know, high high tempo, bossing the game, controlling the forwards, controlling the backs, and just, yeah, working with George Ford, who's starting once again at 10, um, to kind of just control the flow of the game. Um, and then when the time comes for a change, either at 12 uh, for Francis, who's starting, or at 10 for Ford, um, Owen Farrell comes off the bench. Uh, and obviously, yeah, he needs no introduction. Um, so that'll be interesting. Cock and Asiga gets a start again. Awesome. Um, Daly at the back. And McConaughey, as I mentioned, is also getting his first start. Uh, so, so we'll so finally get to I... see what, what that's all about and why. You know, maybe we'll come away after the weekend and just be like, now I know why he's taking six back five players. Yeah, McConaughey's <laughs> the player I'm most looking forward to watching. And Jonathan Joseph again, who also starts... Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, I love watching him play all the time. So the two players I'm going to watch for hardest will be McConaughey and Francis. You want to watch what? You want to watch Francis just to see if you can work out what Eddie's doing? I think Francis is a very good player, but I just... I'm, I'm missing something. I think there's... Personally, I think there's better options. And that... That sounds like... I, I don't mean this disrespectfully to Francis, although it is disrespectful. I I think Tio would be a better option. I think Barrett would be a better option. I, um, I, yeah, I think most people would agree with you. But, you know, he has his opportunity to prove us all wrong. And, you know, if he can do that, brilliant. Yeah, it's... Uh, but no, I'm looking forward. I'm glad. I, I like this team. I thought there'd be massive changes. I quite like the fact there isn't. I... A few, yeah, a few, a few subtle changes. By and large, uh, it's the same core group. Um, it's still a relative second team, um, or, or maybe it's kind of a mixture, half and half, about fifty-fifty. Um, so, so who who do we reckon is first team? I would go Daly, Joseph. Difficult to say with Tojie and Vinopola. Uh, I, I think there's four first yeah, team. Maybe Launchbury. I know. I, I, I think. Yeah, yeah. So I, I go. Daily Joseph, Atoje, Vernabola for me would be the starting fifteen World Cup final. You go, and then on the on the bench, of course, George starting, Sinclair starting, Cruz. Uh, I yeah. I, I think I think I might go Atoje Cruz or Laws Atoje, and then have Curry. Underhill or Wilson, and then Billy. Uh, yeah, it's difficult, difficult to decide. But yeah, but but you know, this just highlights it's it's a quality's looking side, and the majority of them we've just said wouldn't start a World Cup final. Eddie, Eddie, to me, I went for a period where I just didn't really get him. Now it's all starting to fit into place. It's starting to become I, clear. The, the more I see Eddie's decisions, the more I hear him in interviews and things. The more the more I'm starting to get Eddie. I, th- I think I've cracked it. I think I've cracked the code. And it is? It's uh, Eddie's going to win us the World Cup. Nice. nice. Well, I mean, he's been saying it since the beginning, so it's not the uh, it's not the toughest co- code to crack, but well done, Dan. Um, <laughs> Thanks, mate. You're welcome. Uh, and yeah, finally, obviously, didn't mention Big Manu. Let's have him come on for the last 15 minutes and just run through four or five players this time. And I don't mean on five separate occasions, I mean at once. 
So, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to have a go at the Welsh for that. If, if I was lining up opposite Manu, I would go down with Vahami straight away before kickoff. Obviously. Well, as the ball's kicked off, I'd go down with Vahami, even if I wasn't kicking it. I'd be like, oh, Hammy, they're like, you didn't kick. I was like, oh, shit. I mean, yeah, it's still gone. Manu, can you imagine when he's at that power, that pace, he is so hard to stop. He is a bit special. Um, and it's been a long time coming. So let's just hope he... They keep him covered in cotton wool when he's not on the pitch. Um, yeah, because he, as Eddie's always said, he is a, you know, he's an all-black beater. Um, so so, so somebody, will correct me, somebody will correct me here because I must be wrong. I can't think of one current player in world rugby who can do that. I, everyone can do it, but I can't think of one current player who can do it as often as, I mean, you know, you had players in their day who could do it, but I mean, now, can you, am I missing someone? Um, no, there isn't really anyone else that's, that's that hard to stop. Certainly not in a bat in the backs. It, it, yeah. I, I, and, and actually I think I'm probably talking. Yeah. I, I think I'm talking back to the whole, but I was thinking more specifically centers. Um, I don't think there's another centre in world rugby who can just destroy humans just, as if you know, they are if mosquitoes. There, if, if there isn't a gap and nothing's on, just run straight and you'll probably take two or three people with you. Um, it's a pretty special thing for us to have. So, yeah, he could he could end up being vital. Um, watch this space. But, yeah, de- definitely a test starter, uh, World Cup final starter if he's there. Um, so, yeah, but, but bottom line, Dan, I think this is another interesting side, as you said. Um, it's amazing having just gone through it in that way to look at it and say it looks good and yet <laughs> we're only picking four, maybe five of them to start a test match in a World Cup final. Uh, it's still, in my opinion, more than good enough to beat the Welsh. And I, yeah. uh, and I have every uh, belief and expectation that they will. Um, I think it'll be two from two and I think Wales are going to find themselves in, in a pretty difficult spot. Um, so because... I I won't ask you because I'll leave uh, you and Budgie Waterboy jointed to make your predictions of the day. I am going England by twelve. No 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 no. Actually no. It's in Wales. I'm going England by six. Interesting. I'm going England by sixteen. Wow. There's a reason for it. One, uh, I'd like to think it's true, but two, and this is obviously slightly pie in the sky stuff. But if uh, Australia were to beat New Zealand in Auckland on Saturday morning. A Welsh victory would make Wales number one in the world. An England victory by 16 points would make England number one in the world. Um, and I think if we were to draw, Ireland go number one in the world. So it's a massive, a massive ask to ask New Zealand to lose to Australia um, in New Zealand. But twice in a row, yeah, yeah exactly. But if it, if it happened, England could go to number one in the world just before the start of the World Cup. And I don't, you know, it's all well and good Wales saying, oh, we didn't really care about that. It's not important. It's, you know, judge us on the tournament. Everyone wants to be number one in the world. You see, they've been there for 10 years. I don't want the All Blacks to lose her. I think if they lose, they will turn, they will just turn feral and turn up to the tournament like prison yard rules. So would you be happier if having lost, they turn around and just beat Australia by 60 and we're left going, oh God. 
Yeah, I, I, I want them. If they yeah, lose, I'm... then then teams have hope. England can go into that World Cup final against them going, they, they lost to Australia twice. And Australia suck balls, so. I want them to beat Australia more than I want to beat Donald Trump. Interesting. Interesting political satire. <laughs> um Okay, yeah, I mean, chances are it's not, nothing's going to change. Chances are they are going to beat Australia. They are going to remain at number one in the world, and all of this is irrelevant. However, 16-point margin clearly impacts our position versus Wales. So although I haven't done the maths, I'm assuming I'm assuming that, that regardless, if we were to beat Wales by 16, we would go to number two in the world, or, yeah, we'd have to, in theory, wouldn't we? Uh, yeah, I, I have no idea. I, I don't um, really know how that's... Ahead works. of Wales, yeah. So, so that... You know, back to where things were when the when the pools were um, announced. So yeah, England by sixteen. Because what was it this time? Thirty three nineteen. Last weekend. Uh, yes, yeah, fourteen points. Yeah. So it, it's in Cardiff now, and I think if we beat Wales now, they turn up to World Cup not in a good way. They're they're going to walk on the pitch like a drug smuggler through customs, just be like, oh shit, 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 shit. And I, your chat is is. I'm starting to smell it through the microphone, mate. Mate, I think I'm hilarious. Have you had a few beers? Is that what's going on? Uh, not at not on a Thursday at like four p.m. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not yet. Anyway, I might start after this. Yeah, yeah. I've I've got to pop back to work, so it's a good time to start as any, right? Exactly. Um, anything else that we want to cover before before leaving things for the big game? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think it's. We, we, I think we need to back up last. Well, I say to back up last weekend. We didn't play that well. I just want to see us improve. Oh, and if we improve, I think we win comfortably. I don't think. I think it's unfair to say we didn't play that well. You know, yes, there's room for improvement, um, and that's fine. Uh, but I thought I thought they played well. They made a few mistakes, but they managed to correct them. And more importantly, they managed to correct them during the game instead of instead of it being a you know a case of coming out coming away and going oh next time we'll do this because you know with the World Cup looming, it's knockout. It's important to be able to correct things during the game. And I think that's a mass a massive massive thing for England when you look at how they've performed over the last few years and and where the problems have been. So that ability to to, to change things up on the go and 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 turn things right, I think that's great. And and but like you say, it wasn't it wasn't a perfect performance, and yet it was still a solid win against the team that at that moment in time was number one in the world. So um, you got to got to take take a lot from that. And I think I just yeah feel I feel good going into this Saturday. And I think um, I think England have an opportunity to uh, to make it a double. So, so we'll, we'll leave with one last question I have for you. Which starting player for England has the most to prove? Uh, which uh, starting player, as in from the starters for this weekend? Yeah, for this weekend. Which one has to has the most to prove? Has to put in a top performance if they realistically want to play a key role in the World Cup? Um. Well, I, it's, I think it's a difficult one because I think Willie Hines has already done brilliantly well, but I think there's a great opportunity for him to send Eddie Jones the message that he should be starting. Um, Francis, 
yeah, Francis will be. See, this is an interesting one actually. Before before we carry on with this, right now Eddie's playing Francis at twelve. Oh no, sorry, Manu, Manu. Forget what I forget it. Don't worry. Uh, so uh, Francis, I don't think there's any point because you're not yeah. you're not convincing anyone that you're more that you're more valuable than Manu Tuolagi. Jonathan Joseph, likewise. I think it's now for Slade to prove that he's the man rather than for Joseph. Uh, McConaughey, I think, needs to prove why we're taking six back five players, but with so much quality outside, you know, in the other five, again, I don't think it's that important. Daly perhaps needs to have a big game because I think there's lots of questions being asked about whether or not Watson um, might pip him. But again, he's one of those part of that back five contingent that are awesome. Cock and Asiga maybe similarly because I think there's a lot of competition in the back. Um, so in the backs, I think... So one of the 15. One of the 15 for sure. <laughs> uh, but I genuinely, I don't... Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, Toje needs a good game. I'm going Joe Launchbury. I I think he not not I'm not saying he needs to prove anything. I'm not saying he owes proving anything. But I I think at the moment he's not the number one. I I think he needs to have a huge game. Yeah, maybe. I do you know. I think the bottom line is, and because this is a slightly unique in that there's a 31 man squad that this is being picked from. Um, you know, these guys are going as long as they're they're fit and healthy. Um, so I think it's less about proving, you know, you've done the proving bit. Now it's about but, putting in a team performance. Yeah, I'm, I'm more about who, who needs to put in the performance to make sure they're in the match day 23 for the quarter semis final. Well, but, but that's what I'm saying. I'm not. I'm not convinced that any of them. I, I don't feel reading through that team sheet. I don't feel like any of them are in that boat. May, maybe Jack Singleton. If he's looking at if the reason for having him on there is he wants to give him a third of the game each because he hasn't decided yet whether Cowan Dickey or Singleton is his second choice. I I Slash just Cowan Dickey. Yeah, I I think Singleton might be a bit far out. To me, it's Launchbury. I think Launchbury's such a good player, such a quality player. But at the moment, I reckon the top two are Cruz and Toje. But that can change because Laws and Launchbury are so awesome. So I think Launchbury is the one who can have them, if he has an amazing game, can really give Eddie headaches, which is great. That's what we want. Yeah, for sure. I think I think what I want to see is a, a solid team performance, a little bit of growth on last week, um, and just, yeah, smart smart play. You know, Identify what's going on in the game, adjust accordingly. Deal with whatever the Welsh throw at us, and um, and punish them for their mistakes, and 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 I think keep that scoreboard ticking over. Oh, you know, I hope that's just a thing that's being drilled into them now. Just if opportunities present themselves for points, take the points, build the score, keep putting them under pressure. Um, and I think yeah, sixteen points. Let's do it, lads. Boys, let's do it, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in again. Um, rate us, review us, iTunes. Uh, get in touch. We want to hear from you. Obviously. Uh, you know, hopefully Budgie can join us, and in the event that Dan's not available again, uh, I'm sure he'd uh, he'll be stepping in to help out uh, again in the future, as long as he doesn't hate the experience. But um, you know, if any of you uh, any of you other listeners out there would be interested, um, you know, let me know, um, and if the opportunity presents itself, we'd love to have you on. And even even if it's not during these World Cup games, you know, once Dan's back uh, regularly, we can I'm sure it'd be great to get some guests on. So we want you guys uh, involved. As I say, rate us and review us. 
reach out to us on social media at England Rugby Pod. You can email us englandrugbypod at gmail.com. Most importantly, keep tuning in, spread the word, and uh, keep everything crossed. And let's uh, let's follow the boys all the way to the World Cup final, starting with Cardiff on Saturday. <laughs>